podcast world. This is Caribbean Power Lunch, where we feature Black-owned businesses. I am your host, Kevin Valley, and joining me today, we have Celine Griffith. Oh, hi. <laughs> podcast world, it's always my pleasure to be with you guys. Celine, you almost missed your cue there. <laughs> Celine, I think today we're about to record another epic one. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, we did room. Brandon. We had our um, boy Rankin from St. Lucia. I think we have another star inside the Capitol Studios this evening. Yeah. This guy here, he's a thinker. You know, he says on his Instagram, he's a thinker. It's like, wow. <laughs> he's a thinker, influencer, brand ambassador, entrepreneur, barbershop owner. Hmm. He's a comedian. But no, no, no. He is not a clown. Not a clown. He is not a clown. Hmm. I can't wait for him to explain that one to me, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they, they, I mean, they're comedians. Oh, they're comedians are professional. Are they professional clowns, or is it like a comedy is more like a business to you, Dana, than to say something you just make people laugh? I think it's more of a a business. It's a, it's a business, I, I believe. Okay, so yeah. do you make people laugh for free? Like, if you know, I didn't yeah. pay you to come here. So no, yeah, no, of course, of course. I, I could, That's I where I started. Okay, get two jokes. I hear. I see you went on a host, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not go into that dark place. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it light. I think, you, I think you really seemed upset in that post, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was disrespectful. Honestly. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> like it at all. <laughs> hey, but it's a pleasure to have you here. Kivo. Thank you very much. Kivan Lewis. So, what I find interesting about you, though, Kivo, is that, all right, so some people build businesses, mm-hmm. right? Some people even build businesses that become platforms mm-hmm. for other businesses. Mm-hmm. But other people like you, they build themselves mm-hmm. into a platform. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So that said, just last night I was doing my research. I was saying, I'm going to find some information on Kivo here. I'm going to surprise I'm going to come with something mm-hmm. here. <laughs> right. So Google Kivan Lewis interview. And what pops up? I see a link to a video. Right. And I know Kivan to be, you know, he's in his car, he's recording these videos, a mm. selfie camera and everything. And, and it's a one minute clip and he's addressing a particular, very important issue, like the increase in KFC prices the other day. Yes, yes, and yes. That's yes. important. And very I really, important. no, I, I had, have strong feelings about that. Mm-hmm. But in this video, I see you have on glasses, first of all. I didn't even know you wear glasses. I have mm. six, seven years, and I have never seen you post a video with glasses. Mm. But you're wearing glasses. You have on a blazer. You have on a suit. Mm-hmm. And you're walking slowly towards the camera with gazing into the eye of the camera. Mm-hmm. Then you're talking all slow and everything. What is, is this couple up, Titi? What is that about? Oh, well, couple up, Titi, that started as an idea that I saw with Oprah. Oprah did something called Black Love. And I saw it as something that would really do well in Trinidad. And because we have such a multicultural and diverse society and interracial marriages, etc., I thought it to be a very, very good platform and a very good idea to bring to Trinidad. Because a lot of people have the, you know, the idea that marriages are doomed to fail. Relationships don't work. Well, 50%, 50% divorce rate, right? Yeah, divorce rate. And we project that so much. Everybody knows that, all right, marriages fail, people break up, etc. But no one is actually marketing or sending the message of the formula for marriage to last 50 and 60 years. Because I know people who have been married 60 and 50 years. Yeah. So why not set a platform for people to know what the formula is? It's not a some formula set in stone, but everybody has their own formula. And being able to say, listen, this thing is possible. 
can now give the confidence to those who want to get into that type of vocation. Uh, listen, this is some of the things that we fundamentally would need and we have to make our own, you know, formula ourselves. Okay, so, yeah. so you're, you're a love guy now? Yeah, 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 I am, I am, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Nice, man, yeah. nice, man. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right, so while preparing for this interview, I read up what not to ask a comedian. Mm-hmm. And they say the two things you do not ask a comedian is, so, how did you get your start? Mm. Or when did you realize that you were funny? Okay. So that said, how did you get your start? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, um, I'll tell you how it started. Eh? Um, I was the class clown in, in primary school. So you were a clown? Yeah, I was a class clown. I was the one to make all the jokes, right? Mm. And I was in Cub Scouts. And I gave a joke while we were on camp. And well, everybody laughed, etc. But it got back to the scout leader. And it was, it was a rude joke. And my scout leader knows, um, knows my parents. He knew my parents, everybody. And it got back to my mother. Right? Oh, oh no, I hate when and, that happens. Uh, I was like about eight. Mm. And my mother scolded me and told me, never disrespect women. When you speak, when you tell a joke, don't have to use vulgar language. You're too bright for that. Right, and from that day, Good advice. right from that day, I swore to never publicize myself as a vulgar comedian. So I maintain that today, where I am a clean comedian, my comedy is for family, and it will always be so because it reaches a larger audience, of course. So that's why I got my start at eight years old. I said, All right, I'm funny, yes, but I can be funnier if I don't use vulgarity because yeah, that's interesting. Because that's actually what I noticed. like I could actually share your post with my mom and we could both laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, there are many comedians, even local comedians, you know, for mm-hmm. instance, I mean, Jared, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jared is a, a special market. I cannot yeah. share. And his followers are diehard. They are not going to leave, but Jared is mm-hmm. a special market. No, yeah. I love Jared, you know, but yeah. I cannot share Jared because with my mom. <laughs> yeah. I'll be awkward. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could take her to a comedy show with him, you know, mm-hmm. it's like... When you never had that birds and the bees talk with your mother, mm. yeah. Yeah. don't carry it. He's, yeah. a, he's a brave guy and I really respect his, his, his art form. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also a killer salesman, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So behind all this content that you produce, behind all these shows that you do, behind all these brands that you represent and everything mm-hmm. that you've built yourself into, mm-hmm. what is your main mission and purpose? So why did you want to get into comedy? I know that... That um, you realize you're funny at eight, and you mm-hmm. want to be be respectful to women. You want to make people yeah. laugh and everything, but it must be like a a bigger reason. Is it that you try to just cheer people up, try to get people to think positive, you try to motivate yeah. people? What is it? Well, for me, comedy was my defense mechanism in school. Right, you get bullied all the time, and uh, because of my wit, I was able to use my comedy to defend myself. And because uh, you're bullied, you tend to feel lonely because you don't really have much friends, right? So, I never want someone to feel alone when they listen to me. So, when I speak and talk about issues, so if I talk about, I did a blog regarding things they find in a, in a Trini kitchen. Right. And you say, wait now, I have a half an onion in my kitchen too. Well, I, I like the bottle of bitters. Like the bottle of bitters, right? Right, that's never replaced. I tell yourself, wait now, it's not me alone. Now. Right. Right? So, when you have inclusion, you have a sense of belonging and you are part of something. So when I do my comedy, it's all about inclusion. So I talk about something that everybody could relate to nice. and now they don't feel alone. So when they laugh, 
they're not laughing at me much. I'm just bringing to them what they experience. So they're laughing at themselves. So the mission for me in comedy is really making sure that the person doesn't feel alone when they're listening to me. So it's not a uh, something that they can't relate to that I only experience. That's, you know, it might be funny, but they're not going to laugh much. You know, so that's my main purpose in terms of the comedy aspect. Okay, so it's like you're tapping into their train of thought. Yes, 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 yeah. Because quite a few of those videos I've looked at and I found myself saying, it's true. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I'm not the only person yeah, saying yeah, that, yeah, right? Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's the number one comment, is true. And the second most popular comment is, why are you in my head? <laughs> so, you know, that is very popular, yeah. So you've been doing this for how long is it? Uh, nine years? Now? About yeah, about nine years. About nine years. Nine I started years. in um an underground platform called One Mic. I started in San Fernando. I'm from San Fernando. I'm from South, right? Born in okay. Pointe Pei. Grew up in Pointe Pei most of my life, and right. it was an underground platform. And uh, I was hosting the actual night, so I would do a little ad lib and do a little comedic poetry, and eventually it just segued into me using the mic alone, no paper. And talking about issues, and it became something I loved. Nice. And decided to put it on a social wow, media. Wow, so you have that natural talent for public speaking already. Yeah, you could say so. Yeah, yeah. I've been in drama. I've done choir, all those things. So being in front of the crowd is nothing that, you know, phases me per se. Once I'm confident in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as you mentioned, being in front of a crowd, do you still get that little bit of nervousness when you're I do. in front of a, yeah. an audience? I actually, before every comedic set i don't think anybody's going to laugh mm. but as soon as i grab the mic i'm a different person right i'm a beast when i'm on stage right but before i i'm a, i'm an overthinker so yeah. i see all the i see the set i see this could probably go wrong and etc <laughs> but once i'm on stage that's all behind me right. so it happens every single time but thankfully i've only bombed once and i i, I will explain that probably later on <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I want to hear about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So another interview tip I, I read, right? Mm. I read a lot of tips, is to establish common ground mm-hmm. with the interview subject, right? Mm-hmm. So when I look at you and I look at me, right? I think we're similar, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? We both use what we have, right? You use your, your car. Mm-hmm. Have you had the same car for the past six years? Because it's like the same... No. Um, <laughs> Wait. The How could you vehicle? tell them, Kevin? <laughs> no. Um, I've had the same car for the past three years. Okay. Yeah, the other car is no longer there. Okay, Thankfully, okay. yeah. So you, have a, you have a car studio? Yeah, the car studio. That's where I'm myself. So he uses a car studio. I use a cabin studio. Wow. You use your car, I use my couch. Mm-hmm. Similarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're both tall. Yeah. We both love KFC and are very upset about the price increase. Yeah, yeah, that's it for me there. And Celine. We're both hilarious, right? You're hilarious. Crickets. No, Crickets. he's hilarious. Crickets. Let me do that. Well, he's hilarious. Let me, let me do the comedy part, right? <laughs> you do the interviews. Let's, I not do. Yeah, he might be that. a cop. He might actually be the clown. Okay. <laughs> that clown that you're not. Yeah. <laughs> actually, you know what? One um one of my listeners, you know, um, a friend in Canada who lives in Canada, mm-hmm. she said to me, he said, Kevin, you are hilarious. You should start a comedy podcast. Right. <laughs> right? Look, you're looking at right. it. Right? All right. She said, you should start a comedy podcast. So I, so I said, hmm, you're fine, sir? All right. Mm. So I say, hmm. So I messaged my aunt, my sister who lives abroad, right? Because mm. I know she al- she'll always give me a nice detailed assessment. Yeah. You know, she's she's big on words yeah. and everything. She'll give me a nice explanation, give me a nice size up, a nice, mm. you know, feedback. So I messaged her and I said, 
hey, sis, you think I'm funny enough mm-hmm. to do a comedy podcast? And her response was, nah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. The ones that love you tell you the truth. Well, from there, that dream was dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, sister. Yeah. <laughs> God bless her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Pick> up yourself. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in terms of your content creation, right, we want to know what happens before you hit that record button, right? Mm-hmm. So in terms of your videos that you're putting on on Instagram or that you've been putting on for mm-hmm. YouTubes, uh, on YouTube mm-hmm. up to two years ago, mm-hmm. right? How do you psych up yourself? How do you energize yourself like oh gosh all right i have to record this i have to be consistent i have to put out this content what is that process like what goes through your head there is no process per se it's always a bolt of lightning that hits my brain Mm -hmm. and tells me pull that aside and talk about this sometimes in conversation during the day someone will say something that's unique and i never heard before and i would laugh note it and say all right this is something to talk about Mm -hmm. so it's it's never a planned you know, Monday, I'm going to plan for the week what I'm going to talk about. Mm. It, it doesn't work like that. It has to be organic. It has to be real. And if I happen to see something today, I'll talk about it. If I don't see it, then you don't get a video today. Mm. Right? Okay. In those spaces, I may put something motivational or something from the past, etc. But unless it hits me 110%, I'm not going to put it out. So that's, that's how it works. Because right, I noticed that you put out videos something like every two to three days right yeah. so i was wondering if there was a, a strategy behind that or mm. it's just like hey i saw something you said so bam take mm. well now because of how i work and how life is when you put expectations on people and right, you say monday wednesday friday tune in it may fail because i can't post at this time i'm not in my car this time etc so there's always the anxiety of the of the viewer Listen, I ain't seen nothing in two days. Look, 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 something dropped today. Mm. And they're so excited now. As opposed to knowing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Nah. Mm. Especially if it's something fun. If it's something that is serious and you want to structure, that's fine. But I, I think it's better when you have that anxiety and the listener is, is always waiting to see what's going to drop today or tomorrow. You know, so that that's how it works. And I know that I should at least put three videos out a week or every two weeks. I should have five videos whether it be funny or serious so be consistent and be relevant and be in the, the face of the listener five for me is a standard number and it has to be in your car yes well mm. yeah I, I think my car has become my studio okay, because just to that's have that, that some some sort of a signature a signature okay, thing as okay. well and also because i drive to work by myself and i come home by myself it's where i think right so everybody knows it's just me the listener and Kivo, as opposed to Kivo and noise all over. Right. It's me and Kivo, Nika. I like that you wear your seatbelt, though. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, remember, he's a, he's a safety, safety officer. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> safety man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But most times, well, every time I pull to the side of the, mm. of the um, road, so mm. I'm parked doing my blogs. But as we mentioned, safety, what, what led you to study that in that vein at, at UE? I started with the environmental uh. course, and then I did some safety as well, because I like finding solutions to problems okay right so safety is really about maintaining a certain order mm-hmm. and ensuring that if a problem is um has has occurred you can find a solution to make sure it doesn't happen again right so it's all about preventative maintenance by creating a framework so people can work safely mm-hmm. and most importantly changing the culture right. because working in safety in Trinidad and Tobago mm-hmm. is 
very difficult because the culture is not a safety culture. Correct. We drive on the, we drive on, on the shoulder, we talk on the phone, we drink and drive. People will buy beers and just jump in the car and go wherever they have to go. So that culture to bring into an organization is difficult. So you're going to get people who are accustomed to taking a shortcut. Mm. You know? So the challenge is changing our culture. Because if you do it 8 to 4, more than likely you might try to do it when you get home. But it's not easy. But it's a good challenge. Okay, yeah. So safety is a really big thing for you. Yeah, safety, safety is, a, is, a, is a big thing for me. I'm not saying that I'm perfect as well. Eh? I'm not saying that I do everything by the book. Well, I noticed you mentioned that you pull aside when you're yes, recording. Yes, yes, I, 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 I do pull aside. You're very conscious of it. Yeah, very <laughs> conscious. I mean, it would be kind of funny slash awkward if while you're recording, you see a policeman come up and <laughs> <laughs> give it. Yeah, that would be classic. Yeah, so are you yeah. funny at work? Yes, yes, this yes. Is your, this is just who you are. Yeah, this is, all, this is, this is yeah. who I am. So, yeah. thankfully, I have a group of friends that I work with that they are just like me. Mm. Right? We party together, we lime together. So, it's easy for us to be ourselves. So, it's not mm. rigid. You know, work is work. You know, you get the stresses. But, thankfully, I'm around people that make things comfortable. Right. And they give me content. I have a friend that always gives me content. And she say, listen, you got to pay me for that, you know. <laughs> you know, so, so I got a, a lot of content from her, you know. So, it's, mm. so your friend give you two jokes. You pay them for I, I pay them with love. I like that. Yeah, you, oh, love is the best, best, that's the best, best payment. You can't, yeah. you can't get better than that. Yeah. But yeah. you can't afford the um, increase in KFC yeah. with love. It's like, I really love KFC. You know, yeah. hey, can I please have a dinner special? Oh, well, that's different. That's uh, different. <laughs> that's different. KFC, yeah. yes. All right. Mm. So how do you actually map out the anatomy of your jokes? Because, mm. I mean... It's not just about a hey, the say it and a hey, people might laugh, you know. Like, uh. do you spend a lot of time structuring your jokes, or mm. does it just come to you? Um, I don't spend much time. If I have to do an actual live set, I structure it, but I make sure that when I speak, it's proper diction for mm-hmm. you know other listeners, etc., who may be in the states, etc. I make it local. I keep, I, I make sure I, I keep it local. And make sure that my reference points mm-hmm. are things that people could relate to. Yes. Right? So, if it's something that only I know, I can't say that. Even though it's going to be funny, it's going to, be funny to me. Mm-hmm. I have to right. make sure that my reference points are, you know? So, if I say, all right, why are powder on your neck? Are you Cleopatra Borel? Ah. Right? <laughs> right? So, people will laugh. Oh, God. Right? Because they know Cleopatra Borel, short put. They know she had powder on her neck because she was short put. Right, right, right. So, right. I can't say something that is so outlandish that nobody like, oh, what's the reference? How, how does that marry? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, right. that's that's what I do. I ensure that people can relate to mm-hmm. what I do. That's part of the um right. structuring. Yeah. And you keep it nice and um, local and relevant. So, yeah, say you're performing in Zen for Trinidad. So, you mentioned yes. the Royal Castle song. And ah, and yes, yes, yes. Island Finance song. Yes, yes, yes. Island Finance too? Yeah, Island Finance. That's, an, that's, that's a big nation, tune. That's a nation building <laughs> song. Which one? Know. Need a loan that's half right. free. Island, Island Finance. <laughs> that is a national song, right? Yeah. So, but Kibo, you could sing. Yeah, um, I was in choir, but what? my laughing, my laughing as... Probably affected my vocal cord. Uh-huh. Yeah, so probably. I finally hit that island finance. Yeah, program. yeah, yeah. That's good training. That's <laughs> good that training could be in your next business day. You never know. You never know. You could sing yeah, two yeah. songs there. Yeah, guitar <laughs> and kifo. You never know. <laughs> but do you do, because um, I know they have quite a few comedy shows popping up now, mm-hmm. like competitions. Do you take part in those things? Um they have something called Hall, your mic or something yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, that's, uh-huh. my, that's my friend Simi. Simi is yeah, doing a yeah. fantastic job in, you know, bringing comedians from wherever they are yeah. out of the, the, the um, bushes to come and, you know, 
try mm-hmm. to you know make somebody laugh and it's been doing doing really well but i, I don't really i'm a big big on the competition i right. kind of like yes it's a mission not a competition i love it <laughs> <laughs> so you do it for the love you don't do it for the likes i do yeah. it for the love not not for the likes but i do it for the price too well, i hear that but <laughs> when the price is love if the like price you just is, said well yeah there's always love you know love is always <laughs> sprinkled mm-hmm. all over the price right so podcast world if you need to hire kivo yeah bring some love. love bring some love bring some love but right? as you mentioned to me just now i know she has a lot of she has a quite a, a, a few mixed reviews that she gets from people and stuff right. like because you know she doesn't care what comes out of her mouth uh-huh. how do you deal with or do you get any negative um mm. feedback from some of your listeners and that kind of thing because um, i mean any feedback is good feedback yeah any feedback is good feedback. yeah well let me tell you about the day i bombed right i went i was working on contract with Randy Glasgow, mm-hmm. right? And I went uh, deep south. Mm-hmm. And uh, now Randy Glasgow's brand is different from my brand. Mm-hmm. And I went down there and I did my type of comedy, which is the Dave Chappelle type of comedy. Right. They're not accustomed to that. They yeah. would do the crawling on stage. The and Larry Joseph. Right, okay. That type of comedy, which yeah. works for them. Mm-hmm. I thought, listen, I funny. I could go down there and do well. Mm-hmm. Five minutes in, mobile get off the stage now, <laughs> Right? And I am there in front of about 300 people and men cussing and getting on and saying, get off this stage. I don't want this man nuts. Man, and I'm not south. I was and nobody pelt you with an orange or Nobody pelt me with a hoodie. In deep, your deep, hometown. Deep, deep, deep south. Let's go deep, deep south, uh-huh. right? That was, I think, New Grant. And it taught me the lesson that hmm. you have to stick to your mar- market. You don't have to spread out. Yeah. Respect that market. If you are going into that market, give them what they want, right? Don't try to do anything different. Make sure and give them what they want. And I thought I could convert them. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be converted. No. They want to laugh. And I learned from that and told myself, listen, it's not my brand. It's not what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Respect the brand. Let it happen. But don't put yourself in a position again. Because at I the end of the day, in that moment. it was terrible. I know. Trust me. Because <laughs> I, was, I was into the jokes and I had it mapped out in my head. I had to walk off. I, I walked off and I said, thank you very much. And that was Ooh, it. So you didn't yeah. walk off and you got it? Yeah. You went yeah. I just made me a, yeah, Of course. <laughs> yeah. I bought a pie and I went home. <laughs> you to buy a pie. It's in my kids. Yeah. And that was the first time I, I actually invited one of my friends to come. Eh? Right. My, 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 my best friend. Right. My business partner from Black Sheep. Mark. I said, come down now. And Mark is, boy, I wanted mm. to hug you, boy. Ooh-hoo. Because it was it was painful, but I wasn't there so not what? feeling it now. Yeah, no, I'm feeling embarrassed. This is the yeah. thing. If it, if it was for love, <laughs> if it was for love, right? Uh-huh. It would have hurt more. But it was for the price. It was for the price. Yeah, I get paid. So <laughs> well, I mean, all right. Say what? I win, win. Yeah, I win. I win. So yeah. So it goes. So it goes. So you mentioned black sheep. No, black sheep started because my friend, uh, my best friend Mark Anthony and I, we at UV together, and we found it difficult to. Walk from the south part of campus to the, the main road mm-hmm. to find a barber, mm-hmm. right? And plus, you know, crime was prevalent at that time, and late in the night, etc. All that walking, we didn't want that to happen. So right. we tried and tried. We went to different entities to get a loan and whatnot, and they told us, um, listen, are you all barbers? I said no. So we just want to provide a platform for barbers to get here. They said no. We wanted we want barbers. I said, but I'm an entrepreneur. I mm-hmm. I'm not about that, right? So. They said no, we're not gonna give any money. So thankfully we pushed Who and pushed. Island Finance did you know that? No, not Island Finance, right? <laughs> After all the endorsement. No, no, no. But I ain't gonna call the name. Right? Mm. Ned. Um <laughs> so <we're gonna> mo- <laughs> Right. <laughs> so we're gonna move so 
they said no other people said no and thankfully we got um a loan approved and we started barbershop in 2010 five years it took us to finally get through and um we wanted not only to provide the service we wanted to ensure that the young men coming into a barbershop get more than just the service of getting their haircut. So Black Sheep stands for Business, Leadership, Awareness, and Charity. Oh, I thought it was because you were black. Well, that too. Wow. <laughs> but, I keep trying with the but, and I just keep missing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, the whole Black Sheep concept is, you know, everybody says they have to be different, right? So be the Black Sheep, mm-hmm. right? So the Business, Leadership, Awareness, and Charity is us ensuring that the young men that come into the shop get some information that makes them an all-round student. Because when you leave university, you know your books, right? right. But sometimes they just cram out and you pass all the exams and you still don't know anything. Right. But we want to provide them with tools for them to be all-rounded adults. So business, understanding how to manage yourself as a business, as a person, you pay your bills on time, etc. If you want to be an entrepreneur, we could provide a platform for you. Leadership, you want to be a father, you want to be a manager, those things are important as well. Awareness, understanding that the conversations are going to change. So you can't talk to somebody about FET for the next 20 years. Right. You have to talk about stocks, right? Investment banking, that kind of thing. <laughs> Accounting, insurance, etc. Capital et Market Brokers right? Limited. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so all those things, we have to change, right? And charity, when you get a platform, you have to be able to give back nice. to somebody and let them come up as well. So that was the goal behind it, right? It's been a challenge, of course, with every business, but that's our major goal being able to provide our platform and franchise it. We want to become the first franchisable barbershop, probably start through universities, UTT, et cetera, and then franchise on the outside. And these barbers are skilled barbers. Yes, yes, yes. We have we have gone through many barbers in those um, eight years, but all of them were very well, uh, very skilled. And one actually left and he has his own shop in, in, in Arima. So, and he was one of the best barbers that I've seen. He was actually the guy that did... Ravi B's here, Olatunji's here. Okay. All those designs, mm-hmm. that's him. Ken Ross. Ken Ross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is he affordable? Yeah, well, if you want a design, you, you, you can't pay normal price. Eh? Uh, so if you want something fancy in here, mm-hmm. you can't pay normal price. So yeah. if you're willing yeah. to do it. No problem. No yeah. problem. Yeah, the, I just want, I just want to make my barber nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make my yeah. barber a little nervous. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on that initiative, though. Thank I find you. It's, it's yeah. awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it really is something yeah. really nice. Yeah, we, but yeah. I mean, you're, you're, so your guy, you're big on you're big on business, right? Mm-hmm. So you started mm-hmm. a business networking platform as well. Yeah. Well, through Black Sheep, we did two conferences about some time ago, but we started one called Educate, where we got different um leaders in their fields, an accountant, a business owner, motivational speaker to come in right. and talk about these aspects of adulthood. That was our first conference. And the second conference, we actually linked with somebody from Coca-Cola in Atlanta. And we did a video conference where she spoke about branding. We got an entrepreneur from South Africa to video conference in. Nice. And also a local entrepreneur by the name of Roger Moore. He's actually a franchise holder for cash flow club i'm not sure if you know about mm. robert kiyosaki cash mm-hmm. i have yeah. that game inside my room right so he's actually the franchise holder for the brand in trinidad and he was able to come in and talk about the importance of business ownership entrepreneurship investment etc you know but that so game though good. that i mean i have had that game for several years now and uh-huh. i have friends who are in finance i think i've played that game three times you need to play it some more time trust me why it is real life. If I did not go through that process and that program, I don't think there would have been anything. You, I would not have been here talking mm-hmm. to you. Seriously. Yeah. 
playing that game changed my perspective on a lot of things. Basically, the rat race. So, as you would know. So, again, out of the rat race. Yeah. So, yeah. The other brand that I have called um, Pump, right? Um, we also had a conference last year called Contact, where we brought businesses together and um, business owners were able to talk to each other. No normal net networking. And we had Room, right? Mm-hmm. And another guy. Big Up Room, episode Yeah, Big four. Up Room, episode <laughs> four, right? Room gave, gave his... Um, insight into business ownership because you know room is a monster when it comes to business i don't know how room works mm. and does everything else but he's a monster he writes it down he writes it down by the second by the, yeah the system by very the very good yeah yeah so that yeah and he's a cic was, man i have to plug cic every time i'm sorry right. okay all the best with that <laughs> pick up your presentation oh yeah well presentation yeah. college you know kivo right. funny enough how i discovered you uh-huh. several years ago I was still living at home, and my brother actually um, put me onto your YouTube channel. Right, okay. Right? And he's You're looking at me. Watch Yeah, mm-hmm. YouTube, right? Mm. And he's, he's like, who's this fellow? He's like, and my brother said, this is a CIC man. So I, I immediately <laughs> felt proud. I was like, well, it makes sense. Why I mean, would he say that? I don't know. But he said, this is a CIC man, Sean. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, this is a CIC man. And I felt so proud. I was like, well, that, that makes sense. I mean, he's out there. He's doing good. He's making these jokes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and for several years, I claimed you uh, as a CIC uh, man. Oh. Only, wow, that's yeah. unfortunate. Well, Respect it, to your What was school, unfortunate uh-huh. was a couple years ago, when I heard that you did not go to CIC, I was like, oh. I, like, <laughs> I, I was sad. I was like, oh, well, yeah. so he's not one. Okay, well. I mean, I guess he's still a good guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't go to CIC. Well, I'm a Southie, yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, well, I just... So, learned. yeah, Press San Fernando is my home. You know, but I respect the CIC, the Kiaris. I have some good friends, you know. Well, I mean, when you say the CIC, the Kiaris. Anyway, let me leave Kiaris. Yeah, no, leave Kiaris. Let me go there, right? Big up Benedict, Benedict Snaps. Everybody. Big up the whole up podcast. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before I lose listeners out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell us some more about Pump. Well, Pump started in the back of my house. Um, my business partner in this um, venture was Kuhn Batiste. All right, we um, went to school together and we were roommates. And uh, we told ourselves, listen... Say it have so much boat rides going on. Why don't we throw our own boat ride and make it unique? Mm. So we started in 2017 with our first boat ride because we always had a problem with the DJs, as you would see on my. Yeah. I don't like when DJs come and talk and talk. Oh my right? gosh! Yes. And you come and play the same set yeah. that the other guy is going to play. Yeah. So I hear the same ten songs for three hours. I don't like that. Yeah. So we created that. Well, I wouldn't say a new concept, but we want to bring back the fact that. You can play for three hours and not hear the same song twice, right? Nice. So our boat ride is is going to be from 2000 to 2006. That DJ is in charge of that um, era to play all the hits, 6 to 12, 12 to current. So we thought it would bring that vibe where you hear tunes that you haven't heard in a while mm-hmm. and it will make you say, oh, Lord, yeah. right? So that's, our, that's the name of our, our boat ride, oh, Lord. Right? Oh, so when, yeah, when you reach there and you hear tunes in here now, why? When you hear Precious riding it, you, you play, oh, play that. Of course, we're going to play that. <laughs> we're going to play that. Oh, right? We'll make it. Look at that. That's what we want. That's what we want. Tunes to make it say, oh, Lord. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Oh, yeah. Lord. So, right. pump, pump is really that brand, and we just want to be. We, we're not trying to be, you know, the Caesar's Army mm-hmm. and right. the Candy Coated and the Scorches. We, we, we do want to provide something different. So we mix business and um, pleasure. So you have a boat ride, 
probably later down in the year, you come to a business event because it's all about development of the person. You come, like yourself, and you get something to learn from. Well, this boat right yeah. on real good. This is but May 20th. Me, May 20th, Point Loma. What time is it? 3 to 7 p.m. You know, we I'm over 30. I don't play them games at late night pumping, right? So by <laughs> 7, time to go home. You can wash. You can dry your clothes, <laughs> right? You can make your food for Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> and yeah, get eight hours sleep. We don't play them games, sir. We don't play them games at all. Yeah, but the thing is for me, like after boat, right? I have to eat KFC, but I don't know what's going to yeah. happen. I, gonna, I don't know what's going to happen now, you know? No, well, well, you know, there is food available. Eh? There's bacon shark, mm-hmm. right? There's pumpkin soup. Sir, right? Pumpkin soup. Yeah, I pum- love pumpkin soup. Yeah, there's pumpkin <laughs> oh, soup. Oh, Lord. So I think I'm going to go to the sea right? Right? Yeah. Like it's pumpkin soup. Yeah. And the concept behind the pumpkin soup, our name is Pump. Right? So it's Pump Dash Kin. Pump Dash Kin. Kin is the family. So we're the Pump oh, family. Cool. Oh, yes. So it's a signature. Cool, there's a signature drink um, serving. I You're going to get that. You're going to get soup every time. At every event, you get pumpkin soup. Okay. And, yeah. and protein. What about the protein? Um, Protein. We have... We don't have protein, but we have polori. Right? We have polori. <laughs> right. But that's carbs, Keith. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no. yeah, right. We have no protein, but we have polori on a stick. Right? You get some polori skewers. Well, at least it's yeah. on a stick, I guess. Yeah. Right. All right. We have so much surprises Everything here. Everything tastes bad. It's on a stick, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We have so much surprises there. Trust <laughs> me. How do you keep your face so serious when you give it? No, that, that is the part. I, and I think that's what makes it asks, so funny, yeah, Everybody though. asks that, man. I think it works well with me. I don't, I don't really laugh. I just allow you all to, you know, Laugh at it and I remain serious. <laughs> yeah. but, but I find like a lot of the delivery of your jokes is always seem like, but why this man vexed? Why he, yeah. why, who get this man so vexed? Mm-hmm. Well, I learned that from um one of my uncles. He's a success coach, right? So I went through a success program when I was younger. What? Right? And your your levels, when you change your levels, you create passion in the other person. So when I say, hey, you had to do it, you had to do it, you had to do it. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I had to do it. So yeah, when I'm not passionate right about now, it, you understand? <laughs> when I'm passionate <laughs> about it, the other person <laughs> says on the other side, well, yes, boy, this man making sense. Right? So when you say something with passion, you get people to move. Just like any coach. Use your passion, get people to move. And I'm angry people. So somebody said, listen, you both have been in the head just now, you know. Mm-hmm. But I ain't angry per se. Right, <laughs> so it's me putting on a persona of of anger to get people passionate. Because when you're angry about something, you are moved to action. Mm-hmm. Right, whatever gets you angry, you say, "Listen, this has to stop." So I use that passion to get people to move or follow or tell somebody else, "Hey, this man talking sense." You're talking about your following, though. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you've been able to amass a following of something like twenty five thousand. No, mm-hmm. I mean, just for anybody, that's that's a whole lot. But mm. especially somebody from the Caribbean, right? Who's not Marshall? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole lot too. Like, how were you able to build that fo- following? I know we were talking about you talking about it before we started recording. Mm-hmm. You know, you said that's all organic. You didn't do any paid anything. You know, no. there's no bots and all no, of that. No, no. So, um, I believe that if somebody is following me, it should be because they want to. So I did every single blog. And every single post without any hashtags. I didn't do much hashtags and hashtag this, so I could. I didn't do much of that. Wow. Right. So I left it as that. So when somebody sees it, the person that sees it is the, is the seller. So they see it and say, "Hey, watch this man." So you see people tagging and say, "Hey, you gotta follow this guy." So it's not about me connecting to everything that is not me. It's really about making sure I organically move from zero to twenty five thousand, and it 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 just had to happen. Right, I read a book from um, Malcolm Gladwell that spoke about um, your ten thousand hours 
in order to be successful, you have to put in at least 10,000 hours. And at that point, the tipping point, mm-hmm. it will happen. And it happened this year with Kess, right? I right. did the Kess remix and it happened. And uh, what, what I learned was that you have to listen to people. People are sending you messages that you don't know about, right? What I was initially doing, I used to do my blogs in my work uniform. Right. And somebody pulled me square and said, listen, you can't do that, boy. Even though you're clean, even though you're funny, that's not a brand that, that they represent. Yeah. So yeah. you can't do that. I listened to that. And after that, I garnered like about 2,000 followers from, I believe, Marshall Montano posting one of my videos. Oh. Then another friend of mine kept telling me, Kivan, why do you tag yourself and put your handle in your videos? I say, I'm too lazy for that girl. I just want to do my videos and post it. I don't want to have to edit anything. I don't want to do that. She said, keep doing it. Why do you do it? I said, oh gosh, I, I, I'll do it because he's my friend. And the, only, the first time I did it was when I did the Kess video. Mm. And Kess video was posted and people saw Kivo TV come across the screen. Mm. So immediately they know where to follow, right? Because mm. m- many of my videos were being taken and put on different platforms, but people don't know who's this guy, right? So they right. went for the repost and say, hey, at Kivo TV, they're not going to do that. But because they saw Kivo TV now, that Kess video was the first time I put my name on the video. And from there, skyrocket. So it's really about listening to people and God works in mysterious ways. So that message was very clear to me. So would you advise somebody who's now starting out to to not put any hashtags in their posts? Um, it's really up to you. It's who you want to connect to, but I just like the idea of being organic and just staying true to yourself. So people who do this all, you know, follow me, follow me, and tagging themselves in other people's video to get a forward and uh, it's just it's just not my thing. You see, sometimes people will actually follow you, but they don't take in the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll so take for you to, you know, amass your followers is because people are genuinely interested in correct, what you're producing. Correct. A lot of people so, yeah. message me, DM and say, listen, I look forward to your videos every single day. Mm-hmm. Somebody just called me at 10 o'clock in the night last night from New York to say they love my videos. I know how to get my number. But she just called and said, hey. I love your videos. And my like, girlfriend, right. she she said, do you follow Kivo? I said, well, I'm not sure. I follow a lot of people and I'm not right, sure. Right. And she's like, she sends me. Mm-hmm. She what? She will send me the link and send me the video. And I'm like, but if I'm following him, of course, I'll see it on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you have to watch it. Make sure to watch it now. Make sure to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was too excited to hear that I was interviewing you this evening. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember there was a period in time I was, I mean, even this is even after I found out you did not go to CIC, mm. that I used to binge on keyboard videos. I was like, all right, I have to catch up. So I watched it all. Yeah. I was like, wait, yeah. you know, this, right. you know, this is some amazing amazing content and Celine today I felt like a bite up shilling because I saw mm. Kivo TV started following you it's like what <laughs> <laughs> a reach boy <laughs> Caribbean Power Lunch podcast yeah, world <laughs> we have reached <laughs> Lord. but uh, uh, the part where you stress on the fact that, you, the fact that you're not a clown mm-hmm. what are you throwing shade for something or no no um, what, what, what's that about that, well my <clears throat> idols my idols in the com- um, comedy business, Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. Chris Rock, Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart's energy. Mm-hmm. Um, locally. I like how you specify Kevin Hart's energy. Yeah, his yes. energy. He is that, he's a very good storyteller. Yes. Right? So th- those are my major ones. But Dave Chappelle is the pinnacle for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, I don't see the comedy as just doing it for the laugh. Right. Which means doing whatever you need to do to get a person to laugh. Degrading yourself and your personal principles mm-hmm. to get somebody to laugh. Right? Right. 
Dave Chappelle went wherever he went because he had some principles that he didn't want to be compromised. That's the same thing I think about. Right. So I'm not a clown. You ain't going to dress me up to just get somebody to laugh. I'm sorry. Right? It's not going to sit well with me nice. afterward. At the end of the day, the brand is Kivo TV, but I still represent myself, mm-hmm. my parents, all my family at the same time. So it's important for me to know that as much as the brand and Kiva and Lewis are separate, they're kind of linked as well. Yeah. So people are going to see Kivo and Kivan. They're going to see one person. Mm-hmm. Right? So always remember that I don't want to compromise my principles to just somebody to laugh. It's just not going to happen. So, so when he got that lesson, that, that talking to listen, from mommy at eight years old, I'm sure it had some cutail and nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. like no. They had some well, lasting effects. My, my mother is not the <laughs> cutail type. My mother is extremely brilliant now. She's bright, mm-hmm. right? She and my I've got very brilliant. But my mother uses her brilliance to make you feel as to listen. This is the worst thing I ever did. Yeah. Oh so she said, listen, you you too bright for that? Do mm. you want to do that for the rest of your life? And wow. it makes you think about it like, what have I done, Lord? <laughs> right? <laughs> so when she gave me that, I remember that when you get an emotional experience at that young age, yes. it sticks with you. I yeah. remember what I had on. I remember where we were, we were in the car, etc. And that mm. stuck with me. I think Will Smith did it as well, where his grandmother saw his book that he was writing some rap rhymes in, mm. right? And it was endless cussing rap rhymes. His grandmother didn't tell him anything. She wrote a note. There will. You are smarter than this. Show the world that we know that you are smarter than this. And from that day on, that's why Will Smith don't cuss in his arm. And he has rap. Wow. He might cuss in his, in his shows. But that's why he don't cuss. Because I realized that, okay, so in work in terms of your safety, your love mm-hmm. of safety, your comedy, you want to be, you want to express yourself mm-hmm. Not only just in a clean way, but you want to bring a certain message across. In pump mm-hmm. life, it's not just about departing, but somebody has to gain something from yeah. it. And the barbershop, mm-hmm. you know, start coming for a haircut. Coming for, yeah, development, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and even couple up, mm-hmm. because where you find that people just don't have value for relationships and that kind of thing, right. you're actually taking on that. Mm-hmm. Um, responsibility of bringing it back mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. the regime of life and stuff. So there is a common thread. Yes, yes. And uh, you did mention pre-recording that mm. um, you want to be the next Oprah uh-huh. in terms of being a motivational speaker and stuff. Mm-hmm. And where do you see, I mean, all of these platforms that you have currently, right. I could see that you could jump off of any one of them right? or mm-hmm. all of them combined mm-hmm. at the same time. So, Becoming a motivational speaker for you, mm-hmm. that being your next step? Yes, I, I, I would say that definitely. So I do my comedy shows every two years, mm-hmm. but I definitely definitely want... We know we have a lot of people who are unable to find themselves or find their purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that I've been able to find one of my purposes, which right. is being able to have a platform to encourage mm-hmm. people to do that. And I think it's important as a young person to find what you're good at mm. and be great at it, yeah. right? Being the best version of yourself is absolute freedom. So it's important for people to find it at, at, at a young age, mm. find it and harness it and have the tools to more than likely monetize it. Right. At the end of the day, yes, you love it, no problem, but you want to be able to create a system that can help you monetize it so you can provide for your family 
and help others find themselves. Mm. So that's all I'm about. I'm about making sure people know that you can definitely find your purpose and be great at at least one thing. Yeah. You mentioned as well that you host weddings and yeah. other types of events and that yeah. kind of thing. Do you just carry the comedy part of it? If I carry it to the event? To those events, yeah. Yeah. My brand is to make people laugh. Right. So, right. yeah, I've done about 70 weddings. Right, so seven zero. Seven zero. Ay, yeah. Ay, ay. yeah, yeah. This is silly. This, this is in mark. South. No, 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 no. <laughs> All over Trinidad. Married, so yeah. I find myself down South. All over Trinidad. <laughs> I've done in Tobago. Tobago. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done many, many weddings. So they fly you out for their wedding. How you mean? <laughs> yes, they fly me out. I don't find my own place though, but they fly Ooh. me out. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Um, the the hosting is. It's me ad-libbing, it's me just going off the top of my head. But being able to do so many weddings, I've been able to create a formula that works pretty well. All right? So it's not the same thing all the time, but some of the elements remain the same because it's a new crowd all the time. And they experience it and they, they love it. So most of my weddings are done because they're referred to by somebody else. Say, hey, Kivo is the man. All right? So Rome, right. Sonny Bling. My friend Keegan Barrett, Keegs, and Andrew Friday, that's the local um, Ian Allen, mm -hmm. right? Andrew Friday. Right. We are like the wedding host group of Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, well, so, it's like if a, I, a, a wedding host and cartel. A cartel. Um, well, Celine, you could start, you know, Celine. I know you're a bit more. I've been telling my female friends, I've been telling my female friends that I will call the names, you know. I got Roxanne. <laughs> Roxanne Delandro, right? Roxanne, you watching here. Roxanne Delandro, Jalissa Jack. Mm -hmm. I believe that they have the talent to be what? Not only comedians, but they can be hosts as well. They're very good. Mm -hmm. They're very good. Nice. Yeah. They sure they yeah. good like Celine. Celine, right? yes, yes. Celine just hosted the thing in Hilton the other night. This is what I seen, boy. <laughs> we need the female. Nobody yeah. wants to see a hard pan all the time. I don't want to. Yes, man. Oh gosh, my goodness. Hell, light voice. I like what is rough voice right through. This is <laughs> evil. <laughs> this is evil. Oh You're lord, not right. You're not right. You understand? So you mentioned Rome, right? Rome said, you know, he went to training. He went to um, mm -hmm. Lisa Wickham and right. and Robert, Ka uh, sorry, Dominic, Dominic <laughs> yeah, Dominic Califasad and everything. Yeah. Did you go to all these trains or you just got, you know, you use a comedy here with you? Yeah. I platform. think I should because I know where my weaknesses are. Sometimes I eat up my words if I go too fast. And mm -hmm. I've seen Rome do a lot of interviews and Rome hardly ever says, um, uh, right, Rome is very yeah. fluent, yeah. very yeah. skillful. So that is training. I want to yeah. say because he went CIC, but I'll leave it alone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want yeah. to, but I will, so, I will leave it. I will so, not say it. Yeah, I definitely. And I also won't sure? edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's something I definitely should um, undertake. People have told me, listen, have you done radio before? Because you sound, mm -hmm. but I, I'm just kind of piggybacking off listening to Ansel Isaac Blaze right. and mm -hmm. JW Howe speaking to them person. The person is like, this obviously really sound. But when you hear them on radio, they have that talent to change their voice yes. to make sure it's for radio. So I just kind of copycat what they do. But obviously, it's not professionally done. So I guess I could work on those areas. Well, you can you know? come along with us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you already did 70 weddings and stuff. So I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, even if you feel like it's not professionally done, yeah. people, you're in demand. Yeah. Yeah. In demand. I'm in demand right now. Is that a better? Be the animated hot, yes? <laughs> Milk it. So how far in advance people have to book you to host their weddings? Preferably a month in advance. Mm -hmm. I'm actually booked for weddings in 2020. 
That's all. Right. So when a man Hops. propose and say, "Hey, what's going on, babes?" Before the man buy a tablecloth, he say, "Kivo, 2020, I want in my wedding." 2020. 2020. We are in 2018. We are 2018. And we we, we don't know how the world. Anybody man book me, and normally I take a 50 percent down payment. Eh? I say, brother, I say when the time comes. Right, a little closer. I can't take it now. We never know what can happen. There's yeah, love. yeah, yeah. You yeah. the love coming out. Yeah, that's the love. That's, that's love. I said, but yeah, that's the love. I said, brother, let's not do that now. Yeah. Right. Wow. Twenty twenty. That's a whole new government. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we, well, maybe who knows? Yeah. Well, when I say new, that's a yeah. Could be whatever. That, there'll be an election. Let's let's know. Yeah. There. <laughs> next tomb. <laughs> yeah. Next tomb. Let's go with that. I'm I'm, I'm stuck on that. A, a man. Twenty twenty. He yeah. proposed us yet? I even, I'm not even sure. I, I feel like he put in things in place. Yeah. I don't know what he said. Well, uh, I don't have any wife yet, but I know I want you. <laughs> Dog. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I find that girl, I'm, you're going to host yeah, that Yeah, you're going to host that Yeah. 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 So, what does he enjoy about being a host? Though? Like, what do you enjoy the most? Is it the same thing like what you enjoy about making people laugh as a comedian? Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy being able to use my creativity. I like the pressure of having to create something on the spot. Mm. One of the things I always tell people, do not give me the chance to create an idea. So somebody say, I want a business name, Kivan. You're going to shut me down for probably an hour because I have to create something for you. Right? Do not call me in the middle of something and ask, hey, I, need, I need to help with a concept. That's okay. a problem for me because I need to get this, at least even if it's not what you want, I must put out something for you. You have that itch to solve a problem. To solve right a problem away. right away. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, when yeah. somebody comes and says, we have a host and we want, to, we want to kill some time, create something for me, I will thrive in that environment. So I like the, the ability to ad-lib and create something new all the time. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, you have all this talent, you have all this experience. Mm. Do you find it sometimes challenging that, you know, to be respected for your talent, respected for your experience and paid commensurately yeah, yeah. for your time and skill set as a host, as a comedian, everything. Mm-hmm. I know you had a plan. Yes, yes, I'm yes. let you I, rant again. Let's go. Yes. Well, because it's a new genre, a new profession, people find it strange that they would have to pay for a host. They find it strange that they have to pay for somebody to perform. They find it strange that the price that we call is... I wouldn't say exorbitant, but we could call them kind of price, mm-hmm. right? But you have to value yourself. I know what I'm bringing to the table. I give you my best. You have to obviously compensate me for that, mm-hmm. right. right? I'm not going to be outlandish and greedy and, and whatnot. And because we work in an environment where people are from different backgrounds and, you know, you may be able to, be, to afford this price, I'm going to work with you because at the end of the day, it's me marketing myself and they telling people, listen, he was a real good boy. But I always tell people, market my service to market my price. Because mm-hmm. I might give you half price down because I know you can't make the bill. That don't mean go and tell, people, you know, right. our next person, hey, you'll get to our best price. Don't say that. You know, what comes to mind is quotes from uh, my friend Dominic Hutch from episode two. Mm. He says that quality is remembered long after price is forgotten. Yes. And yes. that's the case with almost everything. Yes, that's very true. And in a customer service environment, Trinidad and Tobago, <laughs> when you give them, I he did yeah, the yeah. <laughs> if if you if you give them best service, they won't forget because it's rare. 
Yeah. yeah. You understand? I'll never forget the first time I went to the Hyatt. I was yeah. like, wow, I know another exact, country. Exactly. <laughs> People yeah. calling you to wake you up and you know mm. your slippers yeah. here. And I said, but what is this? <laughs> this is <laughs> odd. Yeah. You say Mr. Valley. I was like, oh, I like this. Keep, keep, keep that up. Keep mm-hmm, that up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk growth. Let's talk expansion. Let's talk next steps, right? Mm-hmm. So you are you're currently a brand ambassador for a, a few brands. Mm-hmm. How did how did that come about? How do you become a brand ambassador for the Samsung S9? Well, did they find that you no, needed that, a new phone or well <laughs> at your video, a lot of people so. <laughs> say they Kevan get a new phone eh? and I bought a new phone and it's still it was it's still looking the same way. And thankfully, <laughs> Jared Best Mitchell, right? All right. If I'm number he one says one in Trinidad and Tobago. Go, Jared. Jared Best Mitchell said, listen, you'll be real good for a Samsung brand. And Jared was actually linked and, and helped me get that, you know, Wee. opportunity. So, wait, Jared, let me talk to Jared for a second. So, Jared, you watch these videos that I take with my OnePlus. Half a podcast cool don't know what a OnePlus phone <laughs> is. You watch my videos and you, you see me last week, Jared. You wouldn't come and say, Kevin. <laughs> I feel we need to put check your face. It's because I don't have a big following. <laughs> I'm not good enough. All right, Jared. No he, problem. And you know he'll tell her yes, sir. He'll probably say yeah, yes. He'll say, yeah, he'll tell her. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> yeah, so the, the whole brand ambassadorship, obviously, when you, you know, create a tribe, people want to jump on board okay. and uh, aligning yourself with the right brands. Now, because I do weddings, I wear a lot of suits every weekend. And I was put a picture up. And the thing is, I planned all this. Eh? This is all planned. So I put out the best outfit. People say, listen, I like your outfit. I like what you're wearing. Why not come to Madison Avenue and wear the clothes? So nothing was done by chance. Hmm. It was all done on purpose. Because when you put things on purpose, people will jump on board with the same purpose as you. So Madison Avenue, thankfully, gave me the opportunity to wear better clothes. Because I, I used to shop at um, um, Horizontal 8 Designs before. That's where Intrinsity Mall or something? That's Infinity Detour, right? Ooh, right? Whoa. And they gave me, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Horizontal <laughs> 8, Infinity. Oh, right? <laughs> but, right? Oh, I'm not saying Detour is, a ter- is, is a not good clothes. What I'm saying is that Madison Avenue now has given me the opportunity to look different. The cut was different. The fit was different. Okay. And when you have a good looking suit, you you should yeah. know that. Yeah. People say, Yeah, boy. Mm. This yeah. man I, I had to pay this man the price I he, he um he set. So they set you up with that suit that you wore in couple of TT? No, no. That was not me. Uh, the the first suit I wore was a, a blue suit. Mm-hmm. Uh all blue suit. Oh yes, yeah, with the brown blue. shoes. Yeah. That not like a mark in your suit when yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean but, I like suits. Yeah. Like. So Madison Avenue put me up on that suit and I was listen. A million dollars. I feel like a million dollars in that suit. Yeah, yeah. Serious. A million TT. A million. Yeah, a million TT. Yeah, but, you know, brand ambassadorship <laughs> is, is good. And I think it's important to know what your brand represents so you can align your brand with something that you are comfortable with. Because everybody says, and I, I know that I'm a man of the people. If I don't like that, I'll talk about it. Hmm. So I cannot go into competitor brands. Meaning, all right. Can I say, like, be more better than this guy? Yeah, yeah, you can say so. Be mobile and digital, right? Yeah. Let them know they, they have both have their issues, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> they, they both have their issues. I complain about those issues. Mm-hmm. If they come to me now and say I want to represent this brand, then I am no longer a man for the people, right? Even as I'm saying, right? Gotcha. But if Zoomers come, mm-hmm. Zoomers don't really compete with anybody, right? Zoomers is Zoomers, chips is chips. Zoomers want me to eat Zoomers. I love Zoomers. So mm-hmm. hold on, I will do it. Hold on, Kivo. So you telling me if KFC calls you now 
and say they want you to be a brand ambassador with KFC, you are no longer going to argue on behalf of the people about this ridiculous <laughs> price increase? No, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So uh, would, you, would you stop singing the Royal Castle anthem mm. in your comedy skits? No, I won't. I won't. I, I, I like Royal Castle. I like KFC. But if you want me to say one is better, I can't tell you one is better. I, I like both of them. Right? So competitor, competitor brands like that, where there are customer complaints or national complaints, I try to stay away from that. Mm. So if it's something that is generic, you want water, drink blue waters, people don't really complain about those kind of things now. Right. But if I am a man for the people, I have to represent the people. So a bank call, men mm, prefer bankers. Not really. People yeah. in like banks. You know what I'm saying? Some island so, finance or something. Well, island finance. Island finance. <laughs> yeah. Need a loan that's awesome. Yes, tune. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Celine. I can't sing as good as Keep. Oh God, <laughs> I said nothing. <laughs> all evening with you. <laughs> all right, Keep. Okay, well, what's next, man? So most comedians, you look at them. So you look at the Kevin Hart, the mm, Chappelle's, mm-hmm. and everything. You realize that they're not just comedians, right? right? They're on TV, they're in movies, mm-hmm. they have their own shows, right? Everything. So what's I mean? What's your plan there? I mean, I know you have the couple up show, but well, my plan first and foremost is family. Right? Right. Family requires time. I can't be all over the place and have a family. Kevin Hart does it. The other people do it. That's fine. Right? But for me, comedy is just one of the elements of the different streams of income. Mm-hmm. So I plan to use that as much as I can. That doesn't compromise me spending time with the family that I want, etc. So mm-hmm. I have Couple Up. I have Black Sheep. I have Pump, etc., etc., all those things can be done with me putting some time in and, you know, making a profit for it. If I go into things that require my time in abundance, like a TV, I have to go a, a movie, that is time. Right now, I'm trying to manage my time as well as I can, and I find I don't have enough time. So the further I go, the less time somebody gets that's important. Right. So it's really about having any balance. They understand that, all right, you may have to be away for this weekend and you have to do work. That's fine. But it cannot be for the whole month. You only see me for two hours. All right. So I want to make sure that when I progress, that I buy back time. So the money I make buys me back time. So eventually I'm working at safety right now, but I'm making double my salary outside. I now have eight hours that I bought back because I could stay home now and make, and make money. Mm. You understand? Right. All right. So I could buy back that time. So now is the grind to hopefully buy back the time that I spend in traffic for four hours and eight hours at, at, at the job. I'm thankful for the job, but the job is the platform. So I can now buy it back in the next probably 10 years. Okay. You know? So what I observed though is that for people to kind of manage your time, especially with entrepreneurs and everything, mm-hmm. the best way to get your get value for your time is instead of trading, let's say, hours for dollars, mm-hmm. you know, you try to scale, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you keep yourself in one place, but you're reaching X amounts of people. Yeah. I mean, I suppose when you go to on a, on a, on a broader platforms and stuff, as opposed to, the, say, the smaller one-on-ones mm-hmm. or the smaller one to, let's say, low double digits, low single digits or whatever yeah. it is. That's where you could kind of get more value for your time because at the same time, you're reaching that many more people. Correct. You could charge maybe that much of a price Correct. or whatever, right. it, whatever yes. it is. You know? yeah. So like, what would it take for you to, to, leave the, um, to leave your job though? Well, as I said, if I make, for instance, if I'm making $10,000 mm-hmm. and I consistently make $20,000 for a year right. through different investments and money coming in, 
I can say, well, all right, I can sustain myself for now two years, right? So I have two, I have two years of wealth, right? right? So I can now sustain myself. So if I can do that comfortably, I can say, all right, the job is necessary. I can actually include another two-hour job in that eight hours that I bought right. back, right. right? To create more income. So it cannot be me making the same amount of salary outside as I, I make. Uh, it has to be double. Right. All right. So we want to move on to the advice segment. Right. Mm-hmm. So Kivo, now we all have that cousin, mm-hmm. friend, that family member who's funny. Right. Working at eight to four. Right. Hates their job, whatever it is. But I don't know, maybe they haven't implemented the proper systems, the proper structure, the proper mm-hmm. discipline to kind of break out. Mm-hmm. into the comedy field and to kind of get themselves more known, get themselves more recognized, get get more gigs, get, you know, mm-hmm. get more, even um, the brand ambassador deals and so on. This podcast is about being practical, right? So how do they get started from being, let's say, the class clown or the family clown, that person always making those jokes yeah. to a comedian, a well-disciplined and structured comedian? Because if you look at, if you listen to Kevin Hart's interviews, mm-hmm. Compared to his comedy skits. Kevin Hart is brilliant. Kevin Hart has a plan. Kevin Hart knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Right? So how do you get people to start thinking like that? Especially young people. You have to read. Mm. We don't read. That's basic. And reading now comes in very different platforms, right? You have Instagram. You have YouTube. You have physical books. There is power in physical books. Learning the way in which somebody writes and researching a new word, etc. All those things come with added benefit. So you have to read as much as you can. At the end of the day, when you read and read the right uh, material as well, you are able to find answers within yourself because it's you and the book, so there's silence. And there's always something that clicks. As I said, mm-hmm. the Seth Godin book clicked. Malcolm Gladwell, I, I won't forget it. And now I've made myself into what I am because I was able to continuously read certain material that allowed me to find what my purpose is. So that's the number one thing. Number two is surrounding yourself with people who are positive mm-hmm. and you cannot be the smartest person in the room. Everybody knows that. Right. If you are the smartest person in the room, you need to get either not new friends, but put yourself in a position where the people around you can teach you something. You don't lock off your friends, mm-hmm. right? But you probably have to compartmentalize some people because their habits are going to obviously segue onto your type of behavior. Yeah. So it's important There's a to, podcast I listen to that, mm-hmm. that always purports that you go as far as the average of your five closest friends. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's that's very important. So surround yourself with positive people is important. So thankfully, my business partners, all of them have the entrepreneurship mindset, right? I was part of the cash flow club. I have a book club. So we have those platforms for us to sit down and read and talk about something mature. So your mind is at that level or frequency. And I believe in the whole law of attraction and etc. And when you have that mentality, opportunities come. Right? This is why you, you call me. Right? This is why I would get an opportunity to do mad mad up designs. It's because my mentality is such that I would see opportunities, opportunities will come my way and I realize listen, this is something I should get into. Mm. If it passes me, it's just not meant for me. But you have to have the awareness to see, hey, this is something I need to probably align with. So the people that you're around help you with that. All right. Yeah. So, so that I go more, I have more advice. You know. 
Yeah, more advice. Yeah, I don't know. That you have more advice? <laughs> <laughs> no ranting? Well, yeah, but listen, Oprah is a big part of my life, you know. My mother, mm. my mother loves Oprah and I love mm. Oprah too, right? Yeah. But um, you have to be true to yourself. Yeah. Being true to yourself is extremely important. People are able to read a liar, mm. right? When you speak to somebody, they will know, nah, this man has been truthful to me, right? Body language. So if I know Kivo is a comedian, I'm not going to try to be somebody else. And we live in this competitive society where this fan over here and this laptop does different functions. So this fan is made to give you some nice school environment. Laptop gives you different functions. But the fan looks at the laptop and says, I want to be a laptop too. All right? And then you spend time not focusing on what your function is. And the only way you can know what your mm-hmm. function is is to plug in. If you plug into the source, whether it be your higher power, whether it be your books, whatever it is, that's when we can know your function. Mm-hmm. But the minute we start to look at this laptop and that fan as Hebrew and breeze and why can't... No, that's not what you're about. You are here to cool the environment. Please do that. And you will be great at it because you cannot compete with that laptop because he cannot do what you're doing. Nobody could do, be better than me. Interesting. Right? Because I am Kivo. So nobody could come and do Kivo better than me. I cannot do Jared, Jared Best Michel. I cannot do Kevin Valley. I cannot do it better than you can. So immediately, you are number one. So once you have that mentality, the sky is the limit. Mm. But immediately when you tell yourself, now nah, boy, because we're in the same type of circuit, right? C- comedians, well, he's number one, he's number two. You're selling yourself short. You will always find people to follow you when you're true to yourself. People will buy that Lasco because this one is the one I like. They have another brand, this is the one I like. If they would not true to themselves or even not plugged in, nobody will know what they're good at. So they'll walk away. So I think that's enough. Celine, <laughs> I think that's a good place to wrap up, you know. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again. <laughs> Listen, Celine, the man is a comedian. He's not a clown, you know. He's not a clown. <laughs> he definitely proved that. Though. He's a thinker too, because I was wondering yeah. a thinker. Yeah. yeah. But the man is, the man thinks. Yeah. Everything yes. that he has stated that he is, mm. we went through We went through the entire process with you this evening. And yes, thank yeah. you very much because it was very informative. And I hope... That we have as many listeners, uh-huh. you will have to. We'll have to hashtag you. We'll have to put a yeah. handle. Feel free, so hashtag that Kivo. Yeah. yeah, so that people can see that you're not. And the thing is, you're not talking ish mm-hmm. on your. You bring it across in a funny way, obviously. But mm. <clears throat> when they get to know you, yeah, I think yeah. you're going to get more followers. You're definitely going to get more we followers, and then. Yeah. You'll be buying everybody cars. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. You get a car. Everybody gets a car. That would be great. Make sure it's not Nissan, because uh, I heard that that's uh, the number one car that they're stealing. Oh, no, 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 no. We are going to do that. Yeah. No, no, so, no, no, yeah, no. we don't want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kivo, where can we find you? Kivo TV on um, Instagram, K-W-V-O TV. Um, mm. Also on um, Facebook. I'm not very active on YouTube, but I have, yeah, some, going on with that? I have some old... Yeah, what's up with that? Why two well, years last videos two years ago happened? I just try to get with the times and people's attention span is so short. Right. right? If you send me a video for four minutes, I'm going to look at the beginning, at the end, and send you a um LOL. 
Stop eating this. Yeah? <laughs> That's what I do. La, I can't. I don't have time for four minutes now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? I'm sorry. I'm four la- minutes is a lot of time. Yeah, I have to make sure it wasn't something serious. I'll send the LOL and let's go from there. Right? And the people will say, hey, it was funny, yeah? Yeah, Gil, it was funny. I did not watch the video. Wait, talk about the part in the middle. In the middle. <laughs> Be right back. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's me now. I do right? that. I'm sorry. I do have that time. So if you send a keyboard video for four minutes, I'm in the middle of work. I want a one minute video. Mm-hmm. Right? And I will watch it. So I just went to the Instagram and it works. I probably would try to do some weekly wrap ups, but time again, time again, mm-hmm. time. Yeah. All right. Podcast will. There you have it. Comedian, not clown. Yes. Motivational speaker. Yes. Thinker. Entrepreneur. Barber shop owner. Wine a boy. Wine a boy. I love my carnival. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love my man. That's our training. Yeah. And, <laughs> and what and what you do like is if do do let him go to your fet. Mm. A soaker fet. Oh. And hear you playing. No kind of popcorn. Nah, no nah, kind nah, of nah, it's better, The only popcorn I have is the the pop, is, yeah, it's salted. <laughs> other any other popcorn in that dance, I don't want to hear. Only salted popcorn and caramel popcorn. <laughs> Other than that, I do what I think is okay. I'm sorry. Right? Jamaica can't do it because that's a culture. Fine. Right, so, right, right. But don't come here and do that. Everybody flinging their shoulder yeah. in their carnival. Flick shoulder for your fling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trinidad? Jenna bunks. Nah, no Jenna. Jenna, sorry, Jenna. Nah, nah. We'll do that up by you. Put it by me. Let me wrap up here. Podcast will come in studios. We are out. Keep it. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye.